how you doing? I hope you're well, and welcome to the Light of Speed podcast, where we shed light on the goodness within and the goodness of others by becoming our authentic selves so that we can shine. And this season, we are focusing on uplifting and encouraging others to be the light they want to see in this ever-changing world. I am your host, Dr. Felicia Speed, a certified leadership trainer and coach and social worker. I want to continue with digging a little deeper into the poem or quote by Marion Williamson called Our Greatest Fear, which says, it is our light not our darkness that most frightens us. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. And we ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant and gorgeous, talented and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world, and there's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that others won't feel insecure around you. We were born to manifest the glory of God that is within us, and it's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And today, I want to focus on the fourth and final part that said, and as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Out of that entire portion, which resonates with me most is the power of our presence to liberate someone else. Have you ever considered the power you have every time you enter a space whether you are at home, at school, at work, or just walking around Target. (laughs) The power of presence is when you really own a room and positively and purposefully influence those around you, whether through your language or your body language. Now, I'm not sure if I'm trying to own the room, (laughs) but I am trying to bring a part of the glory of God into the room. Not sure how to explain it, but you must reach within yourself and desire to release joy and peace and hope that is not based on any external factors. Recently, I went to a leadership meeting and you could tell that the dynamics of the group had changed drastically. You could cut the awkwardness and trepidation with a knife. People were smiling and even hugging since it had been over a year since we saw each other. But the authenticity and genuineness seemed to be lacking to me. And I have to admit, at first, I just wanted to go to my hotel room and not come out until it was time to fly home because the heaviness was almost too much to bear. But after time in prayer and meditation, I distinctly heard, bring my presence into the room with your presence. 
And I knew it was the Holy Spirit saying, Felicia, I need you to get your behind up out this room. (laughs) Go back out there. So I took a deep breath and I decided to start planting seeds of joy and light in every conversation I had. I was like a little fairy with pixie dust full of hope, minus the wings and the flying. (laughs) Let's just say I did my best to end every conversation with a person by smiling or laughing. And as a result, I saw some of them starting to do the same. So I was spreading something and it wasn't COVID. I was spreading joy, hope. And it wasn't always that I had something to say. It was merely a smile or a good hug. Someone even noted that I had a commanding presence. Now, at first, I didn't know how to take it. So I looked it up. So command presence means it's a military term, which describes the respect others offer to you, the influence they allow you to have with them, and the willingness with which they will follow you. Commanding presence cannot be faked. You either have it or you don't. Well, to be honest, I'm not sure if I necessarily have a commanding presence, but I do take the command that I need to use the power of my presence. And when I think of someone who really commands presence, I think of my cousin, Desi. She has an amazing presence that demands excellence. I don't care if we're preparing a party for five people or 50 people. Ever since I was a child, and she is older than me, just by being herself, she has always encouraged me to go further, to do more, and not be afraid to speak. She's actually one of the people that really inspired me to even get my Ph.D., And let me tell you, she doesn't even have to open her mouth, but her light shines and emulates the power of presence. And it's not always in what she says. Sometimes it's just the way she look at you. (laughs) Well, I want you to think for a moment while we take this break. Who in your life has a commanding presence? Or ask yourself, what type of presence do I bring into the sphere of influence that I have? What type of presence do I bring into the spaces that I live? Be right back after this break. Welcome back. And now I want us to dig a little deeper. Yes, we're still digging into what it means to have presence and how does it manifest? Well, when I was doing my research, Jack Dunnigan of the Practical Leader shared that there are four ways our presence manifests itself. First, confidence. Your presence should exude confidence from your posture the way you move through a room and behind a podium to the words that you use with your children to the words that you use with your friends. There's just an air of certainty and confidence that is contagious and it affects the way others respond to you and how they respond to others. Wow, when I saw that, you know, sometimes we're a little hesitant 
about being confident. We are so afraid that we are going to be perceived as arrogant, that we're afraid to operate in the confidence that we have. Well, let me tell you something. Sometimes the arrogance that people are perceiving is not you. Sometimes it's the insecurity within themselves. So now when you're arrogant, you're depending on your own. But when you are confident and humble, you are depending on God. The other thing he talked about, not only confidence, but competence. Your reputation should precede you. You know, the word gets around either whether you worth being around or not. Whether you're crazy, whether you're a fool, or whether you're somebody that people just enjoy being around. Like they say, you know what? It's just something about him or it's just something about her. And let me tell you, I can tell how competent someone is, not because of the degrees that they have. I just let them keep talking because time will tell you when nobody will, if somebody got good sense or not. (laughs) The next one is clarity determining right now that you will be the person who means what you say and say what you mean. You have to be willing to separate yourself, not necessarily by making yourself better, but separate yourself by always honoring and respecting the truth. That's what people are looking for. They are looking for people who can stand behind what they say. Your integrity is a light that enters the room every single time. So not only did he talk about confidence and competence and clarity, but then he talked about communication. Woo! The skills of communication. I promise you, sometimes I feel like it's a lost art. Whether they speak one-on-one or before a group or whether it's written, when you can articulate your knowledge and your experience, then you are starting to master the skills of communication. Nat Turner said, good communication is the bridge between clarity and confusion. And that is what I typically start to see more now than ever before that people allow their emotions to supersede their intellect. And therefore they speak from such an emotional space that the words have already been released and they can't be taken back. And it's not always true. It's not always necessary. That is the part that I feel is missing. We don't think, we don't rationalize, we don't process, we don't use wisdom. What was interesting is when you look at the Navajo Nation in the southwestern part of the United States, do you know that there is no word in the Navajo language that would translate into leader? The Navajo instead describe and define a leader as one who is an eloquent, persuasive speaker. That should say something to us. And I'm not saying that we all are wanting to lead a group of people, but you ought to be able to lead the space that you're in, regardless of the title that you hold, because it's not always about authority. It is more about influence. Are we influencing people with our presence? And what type of presence are we bringing into the room? Is it nasty? Is it arrogant? Is it high-minded, as my grandmama would say? 
Have you gotten to the place that you find yourself thinking that you're better than everyone else? When that is so far from the truth, we are all absolutely human. And as a human being, it is almost impossible to never make a mistake, to never make an error. But guess what? It is always possible to also show the glory of God and his character. I encourage you to tap into yourself and find the beauty of who you really are. Don't be afraid of it. Instead, embrace it and let your light shine. People are in need of your light. People are in need of your hope, of your strength, of your joy, of your peace. There's no need to hold it all to yourself. Stop being a dam filled with walls and become a river that flows. And everywhere you go, you are flowing into someone's life, giving them permission to do the same. Look at yourself in the mirror and recognize you are a liberator. You are a liberator because you have learned how to be liberated from your own fears. And now you can go and liberate someone else. We are in need of true freedom to be our authentic selves. And the only way we can move towards that is that it starts with each one of us. Well, That's all I have time for today. But I have to tell you, I absolutely enjoyed breaking down this quote with you. And I hope that it has meant something to you because it has definitely been a game changer for me. It's not necessarily that I'm holding my head higher, but I'm definitely holding my heart higher. Well, that's all we have time for today. And we'll pick up next week on Wednesday Wednesday with a new episode. Please encourage others to join our journey by subscribing in whatever platform they use, such as Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Captivate. Also, The Light of Speed can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, where I share weekly inspirations to compel us to grow. I would love to hear from you. So please, please, please join and inbox me on The Light of Speed Facebook page. Special thanks to the Light of Speed team, Captivate, and the music by It's What Are by Pixabay. Until next time, keep shining.